I love all things skin and rejuvenation. I love to help the client figure out what to do at home and also what to do in clinic. I also love to teach the fellow aesthetic doctor, aesthetic nurse, and med spa owner how to do what I do as well. If you are an aesthetic practitioner, clinic owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com where I have a free training, register for it, and you can also hop on a call with myself and a colleague and we can help support you in your quest to supporting others achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes. Again, if you are an aesthetic practitioner or med spa owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com and I look forward to guiding you in helping you achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes for your patients in your clinic. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host and in today's episode we are going to shed light on some of the important connections between Hashimoto's, thyroid, and slowing aging with Dr. Anshul Gupta. He is quickly becoming one of my favorites in the space of thyroid support, Hashimoto's, and what we can do to optimize our cellular aging really reducing our inflammation and improving our cellular health are one of the behind the scenes nitty gritty aspects to getting better skin and slowing our aging. And if you're new here, welcome. We talk all about body, mind, spirit, energy, optimization techniques to slow your aging from the inside out using my holistic science of beauty method. And thank you to each and every one of you for joining me here on the Rachel Varga podcast. Please be sure to subscribe here on Facebook and YouTube where I perform my interview sessions and then also on your favorite podcast streaming platforms like Apple, iTunes, Spotify, among many others, because I do nearly daily audio only content just on those platforms that allow me to say certain things that maybe I can't get into nitty gritty details on on other on other platforms for various reasons. So please subscribe, like, share this episode with a friend and many blessings to you and your loved ones. If you have any direct questions after today's episode, say there was a product or a supplement or maybe a free guide that I mentioned, like my nine keys for slowing aging, which you can actually get right now at rachelvarga.ca forward slash slow aging. I discussed in that free guide, five ways to optimize your skincare, and then four ways to introduce biohacking to slow your cellular aging. It's a great free guide that I just made. It's brand new. Be sure to get that at rachelvarga.ca forward slash slow aging. I am working with clients one-on-one as well. So if you'd like some customized one-on-one guidance with me. You are going to meet with me, not some other, you know, random representative. We're going to sit down. And I had a lovely time with Jill and Jenny just this past week. I work with other doctors and nurses as well, and just other humans who want to have great skin and 
just are interested in a little bit of guidance on how to achieve that exactly. So I'm going to be telling you a little bit about today's guest, Dr. Anshul Gupta. He also has a summit coming up and the registration details are in the description of this episode. I recommend if you are wanting to learn about thyroid, how to support your thyroid, Hashimoto's, you're going to want to check out the summit. I actually just sent out a newsletter to um, my my email, those subscribed to my newsletter at rachelvarga.ca talking about why this is so important, especially in Canada. We're having this statistic of unknown cause mortalities that actually doubled in 2020 compared to 2016 to 2019. When we see certain metrics like this double, this is what's considered a signal to researchers. So talking about autoimmune thyroid stuff, I think is really, really important because, you know, you, you have to look at the data and what the data is telling us as researchers. And a lot of researchers are asking these questions. Why are we seeing this uptick in unknown things happening and being a cause of actually death? And what can we do to prevent that? And in the process, we are going to continue to look fabulous and have the best skin of our life, have the energy and all of that that we need to be our most vibrant and radiant versions, not only for ourselves, but also we can take that knowledge and teach others that are closest to us as well. So self-care is not just, uh, it's not just like a something that is just for you. It is something that will have a trickle down effect to those around you that they want to know what you know, and they want to do what you're doing. So today's guest is Dr. Anshul Gupta, and he's a best-selling author, speaker, researcher, and the world expert in Hashimoto's disease. He educates people worldwide on reversing Hashimoto's disease. He is a board-certified family medicine physician with advanced certification in functional medicine. Dr. Anshul Gupta is one of those practitioners that has that Western training, but also the functional training. These are the rock star type of practitioners that I keep referring to here on the show. He's trained in peptide therapy and also fellowship trained in integrative medicine. He has worked at the prestigious Cleveland Clinic Department of Functional Medicine alongside Dr. Mark Hyman. He has helped thousands of patients to reverse their health issues by using the concepts of functional medicine. His dedication towards his patients was recognized when he was awarded Reader's Choice Best Doctor in Northern Neck area. He is now on a mission to help 1 million people reverse their health conditions. To achieve this mission, he has written a bestseller book called Reversing Hashimoto's. He has also started a virtual functional medicine practice, a blog, and a YouTube channel so he can reach people from all over the world. Through his innovative approach towards Hashimoto's disease, he has helped several patients to reverse their unresolved symptoms and live their life to the fullest. So welcome, Dr. Anshul Gupta. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you today? I am doing great, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It is a big pleasure. Absolutely. And some of the data that I was referring back to, if you're catching the replay of this, go to my recent newsletter that I sent out on May 2nd to get that link for that Canadian uh, federally published statistic. This stuff is on the rise, and we're talking like a doubling of people actually dying from things that are of unknown cause, which I then further investigated. And it's, you know, people don't have a diagnosis. And obviously, what we talk about here, everybody tuning in, this is not medical information, this is educational information only, but this can help to support some of the information you're already getting and then give you the further nudges to do uh, deeper work in your own health and wellness journey. 
so what does the thyroid do and really what exactly is Hashimoto's and why should we care about it? Yes, so thyroid is a very important endocrine gland, right? It is located right in our neck. Now, it is a very teeny tiny gland, but without the thyroid, there will be no life. You know, if you do not have any thyroid, we actually practically will die. So thyroid hormone is one of those hormones which is responsible for each and everything in our body. Most commonly, it is known as a metabolic hormone. What that means is that basically it runs the show of producing energy and controlling the metabolism of our body. But what we know is that thyroid hormone is responsible for each and every organ development, starting from the brain. So we know that, you know, when the fetus is in the womb, if there is not enough thyroid hormone, brain development doesn't happen. So thyroid hormone is important for brain development. Thyroid hormone is very important for the gut. And a lot of people have gut issues like constipation, bloating, other issues because their thyroid hormone is not enough. Then we have issues with a lot of chronic pain, chronic joint pains, because again, thyroid hormone is responsible for muscle and also bone health. And then obviously we have a lot of endocrine issues, especially fertility issues. So infertility is a big issue with, you know, thyroid hormone deficiency in Hashimoto's also. So as you see, thyroid hormone is one of those wonder hormones, which is required by each and every organ of our body. And obviously in Hashimoto's disease, we do not have enough of this hormone. So what is Hashimoto's? Hashimoto's is an autoimmune condition of your thyroid gland, where your body is producing antibodies, which is destroying your thyroid gland day in and day out. Now, eventually this destruction of the thyroid gland over the course of months to years leads to what we call as hypothyroidism. And that is the point where people start having symptoms or that is the most commonly people get diagnosed with a thyroid condition, with what we call as a low thyroid. And the only treatment available for that is replacing thyroid hormone. You know, that is the only treatment available for the conventional medicine. But obviously Hashimoto disease is an autoimmune condition and the thyroid medicine doesn't do anything to help treat the autoimmune part of it. They only put a band-aid by replacing the thyroid hormone, which is low in these Hashimoto's patients. What's the percentage of population that you are aware of that are impacted by this? So first of all, the problem is that majority of the people are not being checked for Hashimoto's because the conventional way of treating or diagnosing thyroid disease is ordering just one test, which is the TSH. And if the TSH is abnormal, then obviously a person is started on a medicine. Most of the convention doctors do not order specific text to check for Hashimoto's, which is the antibodies which we need to check. And that's the reason it is often unrecognized. But now we know, even with being unrecognized, the number one reason worldwide for thyroid problems is Hashimoto's. More than 70% of females who have a thyroid disorder, you know, which is the low thyroid disorder, is because of the Hashimoto's condition. So it is basically rampant and it is basically each and every person who has a low thyroid disorder is having Hashimoto's. It's just that they do not know about it. Yeah, that's fascinating. And so many people could have these, you know, their, their levels checked and they could be within that normal range, but really is that where they are in that normal range actually optimal for them? Or even if they're in the low or the high end of that range, they may very well still be having symptoms. 
So what kind of clues, for example, do our hair, skin, and nails give us that our thyroid needs attention and we should maybe book an appointment with our doctor to figure out if this is something we need to start paying attention to? Or is this something that everybody should pay attention to all the time, simple things to look after our thyroid. But what are initially some of the clues that our body, our hair, skin, and nails may be giving us? Yes. So again, thyroid hormone is very important for keeping up, you know, with our skin health, the hair health, and obviously the nail health. It's one of those hormones which is, which is needed for their proper functioning of themes. So the most common symptom that people feel is skin issues. The skin issues is that they will feel that the skin is getting very dry. The skin is thickening or it is very coarse to touch, you know, and then sometimes people will also have swelling that they will feel that they're retaining more water overall in their body. And obviously their skin doesn't feel that great to them. In the hair science point, hair fall is a very common condition and hair thinning. That is again a very big problem with you know, a lot of females who have a thyroid disorder like Hashimoto's ongoing. From the nail standpoint, again, you know, the, the nails become very brittle. They become very fragile. So they kind of break very easily. So that's again, we see very often with the nails issues. So again, these problems oftentimes are labeled, oh, well, you're just getting old. And that's the reason, you know, your skin is not as radiant or, you know, the skin is not as good as it was supposed to be. But the, in reality, it is a Hashimoto's or the thyroid condition which is causing this problem. Now, what happens is that these symptoms often go unnoticed for years before the blood work will catch up. So several females, you know, have these symptoms. They will go to their doctor. Hey, can you check me for thyroid? The only blood work again is ordered is a TSH. And they say, oh, no, you know, your TSH is perfect. Maybe you're just stressed out or maybe it's the age. So go home, relax, nothing to get worried about. In reality, they are having this Hashimoto's conditions. Their antibodies are positive much more before their TSH becomes abnormal. And because the doctor is not ordering the antibodies test, the Hashimoto doesn't get diagnosed. And that's the reason these females continue to suffer for several years with these symptoms before they finally get a diagnosis. What do males experience if their thyroid's a bit out of whack? So males actually have very similar symptoms, you know, as females, a little bit different, you know. So again, in males, we do see uh, hair thinning and hair fall. The skin of males, you know, is already a little bit coarse, but we do see that, you know, thickening of the skin where they feel that their skin is very dry. The nail pattern, again, you know, the nails become too fragile and they do break up. But, you know, obviously males are no, not so much concerned about their nails or their skin, so most often they ignore these symptoms, but definitely hair fall or hair thinning, you know, they do get noticed. And that's one of the things that they get concerned about. This is kind of funny because when uh, Dave Asprey interviewed me on the Bulletproof Radio show, uh, what was that, about two years ago, one of his fun facts if any of you tuning in are like diehard fans of his work for biohacking, he's the godfather of biohacking. One of the fun facts was the development of calluses on the hands and on the feet can actually be clues that something's a little out of whack with your body. And now I understand that correlation could have very well been from, um, you know, the thyroid needing attention or the body kind of attacking itself and this like low level degree of inflammation. And I think why this is so important for us to talk about today is we are living in toxic soup environments. We're more stressed out than ever. 
ever because we have these screens telling us what to think, feel, and buy all the time. So we're kind of getting double whammies of different uh, skincare, self-care, building offices, off-gassing, cooking with random oils at high temperatures, cleaning products, all of these things are contributing to our toxic load and our toxic burden. And then we have the stress component as well. Myself, I even noticed a little bit of hair loss just on my hairline here. Um, you know, at the start of all this crazy, was like two years ago. And I mean, it's coming back now. But I think that was related to stress, not thyroid dysfunction. But do you think that maybe uh, we should get this level checked out, maybe even just once a year prophylactically? Absolutely. Yes. You know, I do believe that the complete thyroid profile is very, very important because as I said, you know, like the symptoms, you know, do happen for a lot of times. And sometimes the symptoms are very nonspecific, you know, like people, the symptoms would be like they will feel tired or they will feel fatigued. You know, they will have brain fog issues. They will feel that the memory is not that great. They will have gut related problems like constipation, bloating, infertility, as I mentioned, mood changes like depression, anxiety. Now, these are so common symptoms that, you know, if you have 100 people, 99 of them will have some or the other symptom, right? So it is very difficult to kind of just based on the symptoms, diagnose a thyroid disorder. So I always recommend each and every person to get a complete thyroid profile, not just the TSH. Because TSH, you know, like doesn't give us a complete picture. Now, TSH, interestingly, is not even produced by the thyroid gland. The TSH actually is produced by a different total gland. So let's talk about like how the anatomy works, you know, the thyroid hormone production. So actually, you know, like you have this master endocrine gland in your brain called the pituitary gland. Pituitary gland is the one actually that secretes the TSH. The TSH goes from your brain to your thyroid gland and tells it to produce a thyroid hormone called T4. Now, T4 is actually the inactive form of thyroid hormone. This T4 circulates in your body and goes to the body cells and needs to be converted to the active form called T3. And this T3 is actually the one which your cells can utilize. So now imagine that we are using or we are checking a hormone TSH, which is not even being produced with a thyroid gland. So how we will know the complete picture. So in terms of the thyroid profile, first we need to check the TSH. We need to check the free T4. We need to check the free T3. Those are the basic things. And I also recommend doing the antibodies check also so that we know that we can catch hold of Hashimoto's in a timely fashion. The two antibodies to check for Hashimoto's, one is called the TPO, which is a thyroid peroxidase antibodies. And the other one is called thyroglobulin antibodies. The good part is that these tests are easily available at each and every lab across the country. And they are all covered by the insurance. So why not get these basic lab tests done each and every year to make sure that you are not developing Hashimoto's or a thyroid disorder. And in case you are developing it, you can take easy steps to actually help you to reverse it and also control this disease so that it doesn't keep on destroying different parts of your body. The reason being, once you have one autoimmune condition, it is given that in the next five to 10 years, you are going to have a second or a third autoimmune condition. So it doesn't only stop at thyroid, it is going to completely destroy your body until the body is gone. 
And I think that people are downplaying this because they don't think that, oh, if I get an immune autoimmune thing, it's not really going to impact me for a while down the line. Well, hello, we are literally seeing death rates from this double in Canada. And like I said, in my newsletter that I sent out yesterday, I sent the specific link to the data set. I actually emailed um, Saskan back and said, what is this data set? Can you give me more clarification? And basically, uh, literally, we're seeing this double. Uh, the leading cause of death in Canada is still like cardiovascular disease. And this one is really, it's, it's really creeping up there. Uh, accidents, I think, are a little bit higher still. But it's important to pay attention to the signals. And we're seeing that this signal is really important. It's not just something that's going to affect you a couple years down the line, it might actually end up affecting you sooner than you might realize that could actually be a contributing factor to your death. And if you want to live your best and have better energy and not have the brain fog that's going to be, you know, really stifling your your life force and your ability to show up, I think that if you can combine, say, your yearly skin test, your skin cancer screening test with your dermatologist, your family doctor, once a year, get full body scan, anything that's bled or shown up recently or a mole that's larger than the end of a pencil eraser, irregular edges, uh, irregular coloration within the mole itself. Uh, you need to get those looked at straight away. While you're doing that, see your doctor, get these thyroid tests also ordered as well, as well as a full uh, live blood analysis. You can do that with say your naturopath and, and see what's going on with parasites and bacteria. All these things are like literally grabs at our life force and inhibit our cells from functioning in the way that they want to function. So of course your skin is going to be one of the last things that your body is going to the, one of the last ways your body will talk to you, one of the first ways your body will talk to you is going to be in your energy levels. So what are some simple things that everyone should start to do now to care for their thyroid if they're not already? This may be something that's brand new on their radar. They're like, oh, I've never, like I've, you know, been caring about my skin. I've been caring about my adrenals. I've been caring about my immune health, but my thyroid, oh, geez, I never thought about that. Where should people start? I'm a big believer that lifestyle changes can go a long way in improving thyroid health and as well as autoimmune health. So that's where people should focus a lot. You know, a lot of people go directly to supplements and they never talk about lifestyle changes. And I think unless we change our lifestyle, you know, any supplements cannot kind of do anything with us. So in lifestyle changes, the first thing is obviously is the food. So for us, yes, food is medicine, but at the same time, food can also be your enemy. So it is very important to keep the enemy away from your body and also it's very important to keep things which are beneficial for you close to you. So the enemy foods, you know, are generally like gluten, dairy, soy, corn, sugar, processed food. All of those things are enemies for thyroid gland and they should definitely be staying away from all of these foods. And then, you know, there are foods which are friendly for your thyroid which includes, you know, like our good source of proteins, you know, like chicken, fish, turkey, you know, those are all great sources of good quality proteins. If you're a vegetarian, then nuts and seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, those are great, again, sources for vegetarian sources of the proteins. Good fats, a lot of people shy away from good fats and thyroid needs good fats to function properly. 
good fats again will be you know your olive oil your coconut oil your ghee then obviously nuts and seeds chia seeds flax seeds you know avocados all those are great sources of good fats that definitely needs to be in our diet a diet which is high in vegetables there is again a myth you know like certain vegetables which are called goitrogens are not good for thyroid gland and that is a big myth which was like several years ago very small study was done in animals and showed that animals which are fed a very very high quantity of goitrogens might reduce the amount of thyroid very little bit in their body but there has not been a follow up study in humans which actually will prove that you know eating you know those vegetables will completely destroy the thyroid gland or actually will harm it but again you know that myth has been going on for several years and again the problem at that time which was 50 years ago or 100 years ago the main reason of thyroid disorder was iodine deficiency and now this has completely flipped our current situation is that iodine deficiency doesn't exist so much the main reason of thyroid disorder is hashimotos which is an autoimmune condition and to reverse autoimmune condition these green leafy vegetables and goitrogenous vegetables are wonderful like broccoli cabbages brussels sprouts all of those things have detoxifying compounds they have sulforaphanes in them which not only are antioxidants but also helps the body to detoxify and reduce the burden of toxins and very very beneficial for hashimotos disease so lot and lots of good green leafy and all the other colorful vegetables should be part of each and every patient who have hashimotos and then as i said good fats and good proteins so these are the basic things you know basic diets that i think each and every patient who has thyroid disorder should be working on then after that other lifestyle changes good sleep sleep is so much important you know each and every day there is a new research study that comes up that sleep is critical for so many diseases for aging and for a thyroid also and most of us you know again more than 70% of you know uh, adults do not get enough sleep enough sleep is at least 7 to 8 hours of good quality sleep is very important for your body to function better as well as the thyroid to function better so make sure you're getting that and then stress management you know as you mentioned before you know like body is so much stressed out you know stress of you know like whether the stress is physical whether it is emotional whether it is mental or spiritual any kind of stress that your body get exposed to directly impacts your thyroid gland now whenever i talk about stress people think oh well you know he's saying that you know it is in my mind no absolutely it is not in your mind you are not making up these symptoms of thyroid gland but we know that stress impacts different kind of hormones it affects your cortisol hormone it affects your thyroid hormone so the stress actually does change physical you know uh, things in your body so that's the reason it is very important to do some kind of meditation some yoga some relaxation any kind of hobby that you enjoy that you want to do each and every day you know these small things play an important role and the last thing is exercising again lot of us are not doing regular exercising doesn't mean that you have to go to a gym and you have to pump a lot of iron just go for a walk just go for a stroll right you know just go for a run any of those things are wonderful and easy exercise that you can do 10 20 minutes each and every day is great way to keep your body in good shape so i think these basic lifestyle factors can play an important role for a lot of people with thyroid disorder if they will do it once they're done with that then i think you know the advanced protocols comes into place 
by looking at supplements, by looking at the root causes of why they're having Hashimoto's disease and then working on them to reverse it. But I think that comes the next. Those are excellent um, topics that you shared. So for example, food, I've always been a fan of testing acetic acid. So I do recommend everybody tuning in. Go to my favorites page at rachelvarga.ca and then do the Viome Health Intelligence Test. That's one of the easiest ways um, most cost-effective ways to get a readout of which foods are specific for you. And then also I do have a good friend, Justine Sanger, who is my nutritionist. And because I was dealing with a lot of headaches after car accidents and it was like pretty debilitating and I didn't want to take medications for it. I wanted to get to the root cause of how I could sort it out with food. And so, yeah, absolutely. Cutting out gluten, dairy, soy, corn, uh, avoiding oils like canola, soy oils. It's literally in every type of food. You need to make sure you're avoiding these types of foods because they are inflammatory. Actually eat a ton of raw salmon. Um, my husband and I probably have raw salmon uh, four or five times a week. And that's one of the best ways to get omegas into, into my diet. I don't have a lot of chicken. It seems to kind of upset my stomach, but I do like turkey. I do like salmon. I do like beef when I feel like my body needs it. But I really um, am pretty intuitive with my meat choices, depending on where I am in my cycle, what I feel like my body wants. Sleep is key. They don't call it beauty sleep for nothing. Some of my favorite ways to get better sleep is through no LEDs. No LED lighting before bed. I do love the eight sleep um, mattress cover for temperature regulation and managing stress through playing and exercising. I think are great. Uh, I was playing my guitar yesterday. I love making music. I love being out in nature, four by fouring, getting yourself away from the woes of the world and the stresses of the day to then play and explore new things is literally going to create new neural pathways in your brain. It's actually going to make you more smart by doing new things that excite you and playing and having that childlike quality will keep you youthful. And I see my most vibrant and radiant clients doing this. They're always trying new hobbies. They're always trying new forms of exercise, but you have to have it fully balanced with strength and conditioning. So lifting some weights, you have to make sure you're getting that cardiovascular, the strength and flexibility and all of that. You really have to make sure you're paying attention to all three of those aspects for your movement. And it doesn't have to be high intensity, but it does need to be consistent. I wanted to quickly talk about what to avoid in skincare and rejuvenation to protect the thyroid. I've actually written a paper on this. It's my jawline paper that you can find at rachelvarga.ca forward slash research. And it was published in the uh, as part of the International Society of Plastic Surgery and Aesthetic Nursing and Plastic Surgical Nursing Journal. You'll see that paper. It's jawline rejuvenation because I'm so passionate about writing this one. Dr. Anshul Gupta, you'll be happy that I am speaking on this because there's always new rejuvenation procedures that are coming out. I've always had the seven, eight year rule. Don't do anything until it's been on the market for the public for a good seven, eight years because problems arise or new um, methods of application. They continue to get better. You always want the second or third iteration of anything in the rejuvenation space. This is what my 10 plus years of experience has shown me, especially with things like injectables. There 
There was deoxycholic acid um, that was hailed as the new way to get rid of submental fullness or the double chin, if you will. It's an injectable that literally kills fat cells and creates cellular apoptosis and your body just deals with the cellular debris. But the problem is anyone with a thyroid condition is not a candidate and it's in the a close proximity to the thyroid. It's literally injected in this area from your mandibular border to the very top of the thyroid almost, right? The hyoid bone. And what happens is gravity always wins. So the solution is injected into the double chin and then it's just going to migrate down into the thyroid. So the paper was basically uh, options around not doing that, but doing other things instead to be a little bit more safer and options that have been on the market for quite a while. So if you're considering dealing with, you know, the double chin or skin laxity under the neck, do reach out, book your one-on-one -on -one with me. I would love to meet you and talk about some ways to, you know, potentially save you thousands on options that might not actually be the healthiest thing for you. And then the other thing that Dr. Anshul Gupta, I'm sure you'll find interesting are when we're applying skincare to our our bodies and our skin, if we're using ingredients like parabens, salate, sulfates, artificial dyes, fragrances, chemical sunscreen filters, these are known endocrine hormone disruptors. What happens, we're literally placing them on our face, our neck and our chest, literally right over top of the thyroid. So I don't think that that would be a stretch to assume that some of those toxic ingredients in our over-the-counter self-care products could actually be absorbing through the skin directly into the thyroid. Would you like to add any insights into that? No, absolutely. You know, toxins are such a big issue. So remember, I was talking about the root causes. So I figured out five different root causes that lead to thyroid disorders. So these five will be the food sensitivities. A lot of people have food sensitivities and they have no idea about it. The second is nutritional deficiencies. You know, our soil and our food is deficient in nutrients. So it doesn't matter even if the person is eating the most healthiest diet, he or she can be deficient in those nutrients that your thyroid needs. The third is stress, you know, which you already spoke about, you know, and then the fourth is infections, various infections, whether it's Epstein-Barr virus or parasites in your gut, bad gut bacteria, SIBO, or any other viruses can definitely trigger an Hashimoto's condition. And the last is the toxins. Toxins is such a big issue, especially the skincare products that a lot of females uses have been laden with so many toxins, starting from heavy metals like lead and mercury, from all the other toxins, you know, like environmental toxins. It's more than hundreds of toxins which these, you know, like products are laden with. Just for example, I was working with this client yesterday and then she saw me a month ago and then obviously she had all the symptoms of Hashimoto's. Her blood work was absolutely normal, but she was having brain fog. She was tired and fatigued. She had been to all these doctors, ordered all these tests. Obviously, everything was normal. And I said to her that, you know, you sound like you are toxic and your thyroid is not functioning because of that. She said, well, you know, I don't know how to check it. So we ordered a special test to check for the toxins and bingo. Five toxins which are high in like, you know, mainly found in the skin trade products were super high for her. And couple of the toxins which are high in like herbicides and insecticides, which, you know, obviously the crops around us, you know, being sprayed. And she's living in the city area. She's not even living in the countryside. She said, I don't know how I have these toxins. But this is the impact which these toxins does to the thyroid gland. 
thyroid is the most fragile endocrine gland in the body so it has a very great affinity for any of the toxins so even small amount of toxins which your skin absorbs it directly circulates in your body and goes to the thyroid and it gets deposited over there slowly and slowly over course of days weeks years that burden increases in the thyroid gland and finally it destroys the thyroid gland and triggers an hashimoto's disease in them so very important you know as you mentioned looking at the toxins and making sure that you are using products which do not have toxins and i think rachel you're doing a wonderful job over there of creating this line of products and helping your clients with choosing the right products you know which is not only safe but actually helps you know to improve their quality of life too well, you want the products to work and you also want them to be clean, right? So avoiding the paraben solid sulfate artificial dyes fragrances, not testing on animals, good business practices. And we see this a lot with all organic skincare right now. It's free of all those things, but they're not necessarily formulated in a way that's sophisticated enough with antioxidants and peptides to actually create cellular changes to meet the needs of mature skin. So I blend the best of both worlds just like you do too, which is really exciting. And to learn about this stuff, the other thing I wanted to talk about that I think is a huge factor in this uptick in uh, autoimmune, like unknown cause death mortalities. And I think it's worth talking about, which is radiation. So where I live on the Pacific Northwest of Canada, you know, Fukushima happened a couple of years ago. And Apparently, I do have to fact check this, but apparently last fall winter on the West Coast here, we had like another like uptick of radiation. So what happened after Fukushima, everyone went to go buy some iodine off the shelves and were probably taking too much of it and harming themselves. So this is, I think, something that we do need to be testing uh, with our doctor just as regularly as getting those yearly mole checks just to make sure. And in fact, when I sleep, I sleep with my no choice oversized blanket, which is silver, literally silver threads, feels just like silk. I'm actually wearing the no choice pants right now. I'm literally plugged in and grounding to promote my cellular health because sitting on my computer here live streaming with you, which I'm having a fabulous time of doing, Dr. Angela Gupta, I'm actually being exposed to just as much electromagnetic radiation. Here's my electrosmog reader. It's at the top. I literally might as well be sitting in front of an internet router right now. That's just how much our um, devices are kicking off radiation to us. What happens is our thyroid is like, in direct um, access to this more than I think any other gland and, and organ aside from our brain, but there isn't like any bone in front of the thyroid. So it is getting quite a bit. So what I do when I sleep is I actually take my oversized blanket, I cover my eyes, and then I also take the blanket and cover my thyroid when I sleep so that at least that gland is getting a little bit of a break from any radiation that may be around electromagnetic radiation. Pretty much any radiation is not good for our cells, but the sun does give us a specific form of radiation that is really good for us and all that. Uh, what do you think of that strategy to actually protect the thyroid with like silver lined material to reduce EMF exposure? No, I agree with that. You know, PMFs, you know, or any other kind of these radiations are really dangerous, you know, for our body. And as you correctly pointed out, thyroid is such a fragile gland. This is the one of the gland which is the most exposed, you know, in the human bodies, right? So any radiation that we get exposed to directly affects the thyroid gland. 
And the problem is that, you know, like to measure these radiations and to kind of find a correlation with a particular disease is very, very difficult. And obviously, you do not have, you know, like great research studies, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, because of the big pharma or the big industries do not like it to come out. But we know that these radiations do damage, you know, different kind of cells in our body because there have been lab studies done about that. And then, you know, like obviously they do impact the thyroid gland. So protecting it very is important. You know, I think these devices which can measure the radiation around you is very important to do. Again, another example was that, you know, there was a client who came to see me, you know, like I think a couple of years ago. And she was like, you know, I'm having all these thyroid symptoms. My labs have been super high. Hashimoto's antibodies were sky roof high. More than 1300 were her antibodies levels. Super high. We did a lot of work. Antibody levels did came back, but it were like only around like still high at around six to seven hundred. I was like something else is going on. And then we started talking and she told me that, you know, there is actually a new router which has been installed, you know, like just outside her house, you know, like some some kind of, you know, transformer router. And since then, she has been seeing that. So I said, OK, well, why don't you get this meter and check the EMF like, you know, levels around you and in your house? And obviously those were like too high. I said, bingo, that's where your problem is. So she said, well, I cannot remove it and I cannot move. So I said, okay, well, have these protective layer of clothing around you all the time, especially around your thyroid. So at least you can reduce exposure and we can see that helps out. Within six months, her antibody levels, you know, which were like 1300, went down to 600. And then finally they were back to normal. I was like, amazing results. So, you know, like you don't see or you don't even imagine how you know, things can be impacting your thyroid, especially these radiations. Very important to consider and kind of look into these things also. Absolutely. And some of these articles of clothing are getting a little bit more attractive. I should actually design a silver line. I'm, gonna, I'm totally going to do this. I got to write those down before I forget it. I'm going to make a silver line scarf that's going to be attractive to not only protect your skin from UV. UVB from outside because sometimes it's you know just good to cover up when you're outside getting more sun exposure but also to do a double whammy at protecting the thyroid a lot of ladies like to actually cover their shoulders and their neck kind of as they age or when they go to special events so they're going to be getting double whammy because triple whammy because silver is actually antimicrobial as well which is fascinating so all sorts of cool things are coming out of this conversation so say, for example, someone has Hashimoto's or thyroid condition, what can they do to feel better, improve their cellular health, slow their aging for better hair, skin, nails? And I really just kind of want to like hit this home, the free stuff that we can do now because our bodies are very smart. Our bodies can non-pharmacologically start to repair themselves. So I would just like you to uh, repeat and really kind of hit this home what everybody should do, be doing in their daily lives. Not only if, if, even if thyroid isn't even on their radar, but just really easy things to do. So again, you know, like for the free stuff and what they can do on the regular basis, lifestyle again hits the point over there. So again, in that food is very important. You know, like we have so much rejuvenation, which can happen with the food itself, right? Good quality fats are so much important, not only for a thyroid bed, but also for brain health. And obviously the aging, the first thing that affects is our brain, dementia, forgetfulness. These are again signs for brain health. More than 60% of your brain is just fat, right? So if you do not have good quality fats, and that's precisely the reason that, you know, we are seeing such a high rate of dementia because, you know, fat has been labeled so bad and nobody's eating fats, even the good fats. 
it's very important to include good fats in your diet you know uh, which again uh, avocados you know olive oil coconut oil all that stuff you know is very important to do those things on the regular basis good quality protein you know again protein is a building blocks of our body right if you do not have good quality protein nothing kind of can get better with that including our hair health or skin health you know we need protein so that you know those are in good shape so again you know like chicken fish turkey with fish obviously being the the most important one giving you good omega 3s as well as good quality protein again making sure they are organic and they are like you know wild caught fish because again regular fish can have high levels of mercury so you do not want high levels of mercury because that can cause other problems so making sure you are getting good quality protein that way lot of vegetables colorful vegetables i always kind of tell my patients is that you know count how many colors you are eating each and every day and if you are hitting more than 9 or 10 colors in a day that is awesome but if you hitting less than that or if you are eating just couple of vegetables which have couple of colors that means you do not have the right ingredients because each and every color has phytonutrients in them and each and every phytonutrient has specific role that it plays in our body for different organs of our body different phytonutrients are important for anti aging those are very important cellular health those are important so again that again very important to have colorful vegetables i think those are very great to do stress management again very important topic that i think everybody should do some of these things on the regular basis how do you basis. keep your stress down because you see clients all the time you're an active speaker hosting a hashimoto summit which we'll talk about in a second what do you do to keep your stress levels down so actually i do meditate that's what you know i do so i found this meditation practice you know 5 years ago because i was having my own health issues busy practice so obviously i said well i can conquer the world i don't need any stress management strategies so that's the reason i started this meditation practice just 10 to 15 minutes each and every day i find time in my busy schedule and do it and i think that helps me to keep grounded and also keep my stress levels down wonderful well thank you so much for joining us today on the rachel varga podcast dr anshul gupta do you have any closing words and of course i would love for you to share how people can work with you so closing words are anybody who has hashimotos or thyroid condition please do not lose hope there is hope for you to get better do not let anybody tell you that your symptoms are going to be this way for life long there are things that you can do now to reverse your condition and get your life back from thyroid you just need to find that root cause which is causing your thyroid not to function properly once you find it you work on it then your quality of life is going to get better so please kind of you know find the right practitioner to work with it i do see clients so you can work with me virtually from anywhere you like at uh, this virtual practice so my website is anshulguptamd.com and then you know uh, you can click on the link and definitely you can also see a free evaluation call so that you can know how things can work with me obviously you can go and get my book which is reversing hashimotos again that book you know you can find on amazon great you know a place to start off with knowing about the hashimotos and yes i'm hosting this summit which is coming up where rachel is obviously uh, one of the speakers a lot of good information that you're going to uh, get from this summit also so please register it is free to register and if you're wondering well what the heck is a summit basically 
people like Dr. Anishal Gupta, they ring up their friends who are also top healers and teachers in their own rights to basically get together to niche down on a specific topic. So that's what summits are. Instead of cruising the interweb and getting all sorts of free, not so great information that might not be in your highest good, this is a great way to access top level healers speaking on a specific topic that you like. So the registration link is in below. This is a free summit. Some summits are not free. Some summits are free. This one is. And you can also see past summits I've been on on my events page at rachelvarga.ca forward slash events. These are great ways to find new teachers and speakers and you know, new podcasts and different people to work with. And summits are a great way to see how people speak on camera, because I always want to encourage you to pay attention to people's eyes that you're listening to. Do they have a brightness? Do they have a vitality? Do they have a radiance that you also want? Or do they look like half their life force is sucked out of them? Why would you want to learn from someone like that? So I'm thrilled to have you on the show here, Dr. Anshul Gupta, and I'm looking forward to everybody joining your summit. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much. It was a really pleasure coming over here. You are doing amazing work. So thank you so much for having me over here.